Bo, one of our fans recently wrote in and said, I, I struggle with decoy placement. It seems like no matter what bird, no matter what, birds hang up just outside the decoys or they, they don't decoy at all. I've got plenty of water movement, just can't seem to decoy the ducks. What advice would you have for him? Uh, body language with the ducks, man. Number one, read what they're doing. I mean, We'll be hunting, and if those ducks aren't liking it, you change the decoys. And it can be umpteen times. I can't tell you how many times. You know, if birds are working and they're in there, but they're not finishing, move that spread around and do it continuously what they like. If it's uh, different pockets here, making an arm out there. Maybe with duck decoy spreads, since they're smaller, split it up. If you're only hunting with two dozen, take a dozen here and put a dozen, you know, maybe 10 or 15 yards off to the left. Or maybe take two or three and break them out about 20, 30 yards downwind and put the group farther upwind. Just give them something that they like until they read. Or really what they're going to, you know, put them in the hole to where you want them. Um, don't be satisfied just thinking that, well, because of that spread's not working and I'm not getting what it, you know, the language or them finishing where I want them in the hole. Continually move that spread until they do like it. Okay, that's great advice. Yeah, and you, you know, and that was my next question: is how do you go about spreading decoys? But you already, you already covered that. So, so thank you for that. Uh, welcome, my friends. Eric Wilkes here with Duck Hunting Fanatics, and I have on the line with me Bo Davis from Bo's Outdoors out in north, northeastern Colorado. Uh, Bo, what did you see this past week when you're out hunting? I did see some new birds move in. We had a big cold front out here, so we had some new ducks and some geese. Uh, we had a lot of uh, lessers. And it seemed like we got a bunch more uh, big geese. And with that, too, we seem to be getting some more mallards. Uh, where we're at, we get predominantly mallards. I'd say about 95%. We'll get some widget in there, maybe an occasional pintail and some green wing teal. Uh, but this week, we did get some ducks moved in. But I noticed on the river, um, they were very call shy. Um, they were not responding to the calls. And they'd hear me, and I'd get their attention, but... You know, lately here, later in the season, it's more about location, 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 location. Find that area where they're loafing or resting if you can and just be where they want to be because they, they've seen a lot since September. And so right now we've just been focused on trying to get exactly where they want to be. If you find the ducks and they're moving down river about a hundred yards and they're looking like they kind of want to be in that area, you go better, you know, you better go set up in there, um, and try and get where they want to be because Less calling is more effective at this time in the year than anything, I believe. Right. And, and yeah, and it's more important on, you know, focusing on, like you said, being where they want to be and getting the decoy spread right. And like you said, adjusting that spread until they see something that they like and they decide to come in. Uh, and, and, and Bo, I know as a guide, uh, you and I were kind of talking there before before we hopped on. You focus a lot on the experience. So what is it about the experience at your guide outfit that makes you different than some of the other guys that are out there? Um, I think the biggest thing is caring. Genuinely, don't look at these guys as a dollar amount. Look at it as they're spending their hard-earned dollars to, um, you know, take the time, and they chose you. Show them that good experience. I mean, there's sometimes – I was just on the phone with a buddy earlier today – you know, got tipped one of his best tips and they shot one bird. So it's all just being personable and relatable and, you know, having 
the best decoys, the best knowledge, calling, actively pursuing, giving them, you know, your full attention and trying to have the best hunt possible. Because as we all know, with Mother Nature, you can't control her. There's days it's going to be a lot better than others. But if you put forth that effort and show them that you're a real dude that's trying to make them have the best experience possible with what you're dealt with, because there's days you might be duck hunting. It's whatever reason you decide to go or book a trip at 60 degrees, you know it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be that 23 and snowing and you know birds are feeding like crazy and you're just stacking them up. So... You know, really, really do everything you can from, if you're a guide, you know, being on time, number one. You know, show those guys respect. If they have questions, you know, if they wanted to ask about how to duck call or why you're calling at the birds and where they are, why the decoys are placed like that, give them your knowledge and they will appreciate that. And it's just, you know, being a good human being, people will in return refer to you to other people and just say like, yeah, that guy was a great guy and worked his butt off and you know, it, it will show. It will absolutely show. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I couldn't have said it any better, uh, you know, and, and I just want to say real quick, you know, how much we appreciate you and, and, and all of our guides that have, you know, agreed to devote some of your time, which is very valuable during the season, uh, to share with our community and share with our fans and hopefully make them better, smarter hunters. That's really what we're trying to do here. And so, uh, that said, we thank you for that, and, and, and thank you for your time today and, and hanging out with me. I really do appreciate it. You bet, man, 100%. Glad to do it. And like I said, being, giving value to people and trying to make them a smarter, better hunter, um, it's just better. It's good for the sportsman's community. And just, you know, if we can all be better conservationists and sportsmen at the same time, um, it's just a greater goal. Yeah, exactly. So well, we're glad to have you and look forward to continuing this for sure. So you know, that said, what about us uh, guys that are just getting started and maybe they don't have a dozen or two dozen decoys, but they've got, you know, a small spread. I, I often refer to it as a sixer. Let's say they've just got, you know, six, maybe, maybe a dozen decoys. How would you go about setting them up? Uh, once again, if you can, scouting, 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 as we've discussed earlier. I mean, you can have only six, and if they want to be in that area, you're going to get it done with six. Um, you know, if you can take the time, as we said, even if you're a weekend warrior, let's say you go out Saturday morning, it's just your only day, wife lets you go out, you got to get back with the kids. See what those ducks are doing if you don't have a successful hunt, or, you know, now successful right is all relative, just getting out there is a success to some guys and be able to spend time in the great outdoors and sure. call some ducks. Right. But say that you don't get your limit and you're on a reservoir, you're in a big public area or wetland area, you know, go drive around and see where those birds are. If they're in an area you can hunt or it has public access, you know, go there. And then Sunday, if you can go there and set up, or even if it's a good cold snowy day, but just what happened in your area and you're on that public area, but you saw, you know, 50 to a hundred ducks using this back area, or this one little slough or a wetland. You know, go in there and throw your six decoys out. And as anything, though, on top of that, you got to be concealed. You know, concealment is huge. You've got to not be seen or that's going to defeat your whole purpose. So concealment is just as important as being where the ducks want to be. If you're where, sometimes you're going to get luckier than others because, you know, bypass that. But once again, being hid and concealed is also a very important factor. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And you can't stress that enough either, right? In, in addition to scouting and all the other factors, it's really important to stay concealed, especially as we move into the later part of the season, because right, these ducks have been shot at, they've been gone through a gauntlet on their way south. And so uh, concealment becomes even more important, I feel like, during the, the later part of the season uh, as it progresses. hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, when we were on the river last week, I had to move the decoys like five times to pull them because the river came up. So I usually have the decoys in our blind. We had a west wind. Well, they were getting just right when they were about to get in the hole and break down. They were catching us out of the side of their eyes, and then they were just kind of flutter off. So they were just catching moving. The guys getting their guns or kind of doing whatever in the blind. And so I had to adjust the decoys just so those birds would finish and come farther out front. Um, because they were picking us off because, like you just said, they've been shot at quite a bit. They've seen a lot, and they get smart quick. You know, their number one thing is to survive and breathe for the next year, so being concealed is huge. Exactly. Now, how do you identify the proper calling technique based on duck behavior? Ooh. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's just experience as anything. Experience, experience is just being able to read ducks. I say that with all waterfowl and the turkeys. Any big game is understanding like what their, what their comfort level is and what they want. I mean, you know, you're not going to hail call at ducks that are just 30 feet, you know, above you or right close. You're going to just maybe do some chuckles or just a simple quack. And if they go down river and they're swinging, then hit them harder. But understand their interest level in your spread. And simplify it. If you're not an established caller, just do simple quacks, just enough to get their attention to think, okay, yeah, those ducks are down there. They're feeding. You know, you don't have to be ripping hail calls at them all the time. You know, that's only to get their attention that they come your way if they're 100 yards away out. But when they're close, keep it simple, keep it clean, and less is more. And if they're they're interested, one or two quacks, and that you don't have to be a world champion duck caller. And you can get it done that way. Okay. And and kind of the, the, the follow-up to that, um, to dig a little bit deeper, what's the significance of proper calling? To me, proper calling is just everything. It's going to define your hunt, especially as a guide and an owner. Um, you know, we want repeat business, so we want to, you know, be proficient at what we do and right have a Ph.D. and at least think we do in birds. So, you know, to make the significance of proper calling can justify sometimes whether you have a good hunt or a super successful hunt. Because if you're blowing at them super hard in there and you think you're trying to get that Mondo Watt in, well, some of those ducks will be like, eh, that just ain't right or that's, that's too loud for this area. So being able once again to read their body language and just be able to know when and the specific time to call at them with what notes um that really can you know convey into a weary duck on all right you know those are real i'm gonna go down there and check it out and it's just upping that opportunity for clients to have you know um to harvest you know more ducks by just knowing when and how to call it those ducks in certain scenarios okay and I know a lot of guys are just starting to get into calling. Maybe they're going out for their first, second, maybe their third season. So they've got a little bit of experience. Uh, how do you know when to start and stop calling? 
Well, once again, to me, it's all about location. If you're trafficking them versus if they're roosting or loafing in an area. So if you're in an area that the birds are flying up and down the river or they're coming from another pond, um, you know, once again, about location. So where we hunt the river, sometimes they roost, especially if it gets cold or we're getting slews. And if they're in there, you really don't have to do much going on because they're already looking, you know, especially single drakes later in the year. They're looking to come back to be with the group. Um, but if you're in a traffic area, you want to let them know, hey, no, there's groups. This is a safe spot to be. Um, this is where we're going to loaf or hang out and grab some food. You need to talk to them a little bit heavier to convince them because they're probably going to maybe want to go to somewhere else. But if they think, no, this is where the other group of ducks are and then posting up here, then you got to be a little more aggressive and be a little more vocal with them. Um, so it, to me, once again, it just depends on how they're flying and where you're at as far as is it a feed, is it a loaf, or is it a rest? And nine times out of ten, if they're just coming along, I would start as soon as you see them just to get them to focus on your decoys. And then if they're there, almost if they're under gun range, if they're under 50 yards, you know, 40 yards, we like to decoy them feet down. Um, that's more of an experience to us. We're not really trying to just shoot them or pass shoot them. We want them cuffed up, feet down, and just make the experience better for all, that's when you can really cut back. Um, once they're committed and they hold those wings up or put their feet out, there's really no more need to call it at that point at all. You know, they're committed. Just make sure you're ready. You know, you got your people that are with you ready. You're all on the same page. You come out, take your safety off, pick one out, you kill it, go to the next. Um, so it really, to me, the three things is, once again, whether it's traffic, loaf or resting and with anything the location if they want to be there minimal calling if you're in a traffic zone you're going to need more calling and if they're anywhere committed under 50 60 yards quit calling if they leave they don't quite do it be patient too sometimes if you've got one or two that are about to do it but you got eight or nine more and they're looking those ducks even in small areas they'll swing back out and then they'll just kind of take their time and then they'll kind of get right and then you know, maybe when they're going downriver, hit them again, just to get their keep their attention that these are live ducks, and then go ahead and call a shot when those ducks get back in their nice tight. Well, there you go, right there. And so what I got out of that uh, is location and body language, and that's the two biggest factors: location and 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 body language, and really just paying attention. And I know you've said this a lot when you're you've talked a lot about calling here. Uh, but, the, you know, that those two things keep coming up. And so location and body language, just really paying attention to what the ducks are doing and then adjusting, you know, adjusting what you're doing to cater to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so much easier to have ducks cooperate when they want to be there. And it's like anything. If people don't want to be somewhere you know, if you're trying to sell them some or convince them to be there, it's a little more of a fight. But if it's already somewhere they want to be, it's a lot easier to sell. And that's why you're going to sell those ducks on like, yeah, this is a good spot to be. And exactly a location is huge. That's where we discussed earlier in the podcast about the scouting. So even if you're that guy with six decoys, if you're in the right place, you're going to have a successful hunt. Exactly. Exactly. Well, awesome. Well, Bo, greatly appreciate your time again. Once again, everyone, I have Bo Davis from Bo's Outdoors in Northeastern Colorado. Bo, tell everybody how to book hunt with you real quick. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Bo's Outdoors. You can uh, get a hold of me. 
um, on www.bozoutdoors.com for my website or bozoutdoors at gmail.com. You can also give me a call anytime at 720-320-2313. Awesome. Make sure you mention Duck Hunting Fanatics so Bo knows our listeners are getting some value out of out of the tips and uh, tricks that Bo is willing to share. Bo, once again, I appreciate your time, my friend, and we'll look forward to having you on another episode very soon. Look forward to it. Sounds good.